thank you for tuning into Holistic Finance, where we promote financial balance and financial health. Our mission is to simplify your finances so you can focus on your practice and enjoy life. Now here are your hosts, Ryan Burklow and Alex Collins. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. I am your host, Ryan Burklow. With me, as always, my co-host, Mr. Alexander Collins. Hey, buddy. It's good to be here with you. Yes, we have uh, 80 degree weather still here in Seattle, and that's very weird uh, because it's September. Ah, September's are usually nice. It's my birthday month. I'm accustomed to there being nice weather in, in September. I don't remember it being this warm. I, I think is more of my point. In the 80s, I think he's supposed <laughs> to even hit 90 next week, so that's different for me at least. Oh, 90 is definitely different. <laughs> so... Uh, Welcome to the show. Uh, this is a podcast where our goal and mission is to provide value and information and different resources to naturopathic doctors. Uh, Alex and I have both had experience with, uh, with naturopathic physicians and our experience has, uh, I don't know, it wowed us for one and then for two, we wanted to give back. And part of the giving back was we understand your guys' frustrations and what you go through. And we said, okay, we can help at least on the financial side and we can bring in other professionals to help you build the practice that you want. So that's, we started a podcast to help. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's, it's really like one of the things that we've become very, very uh, attuned to is that uh, you guys are amazing at helping clients improve their health and you haven't received a whole lot of formal training on how to be a business owner, how to run your practice, how to run finances. So if you have uh, questions or you want to listen to any other episodes, you can visit us uh, at holistic-finance.com. And we've got a bunch of uh, resources for you there, um, as well as you can subscribe. I think we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on Overcast, we're on Google Play, we're on Heart music is that what it's called? I, I heart I heart radio, I heart Stitcher, radio Stitcher. So we're all over the place. So make sure uh, to find us there. On today's show, um, we have you know as we're working with many of you, a conversation that we always have is how is your practice finances separated from your personal finances? Yeah, and this is a challenge. This is a question that oftentimes challenges folks because they they haven't necessarily thought of them as different because they oftentimes when they started their practice, uh, naturopathic physicians, like your practice finances and your personal finances are largely the same thing, um, and, and this this can create some significant challenges. And earlier on in your practice, I mean, let's just call it out. It's difficult to separate them because you're really just trying to make it. (laughs) Oh, 100%. Right. Alex and myself, when we started in the financial planning practices, we each had our own individual practices. I don't know about you, Alex. I won't speak for you. I definitely could not separate it. Right. I was just trying to make it just like a naturopathic doctor is. Oh, it, it took me a lot longer than it took you to separate practice and personal. Um, and it really, like at the time that I started my practice, I was single. Um, 
uh, I mean, I was in a, a relationship with my, my now wife, uh, but it, like, I like we didn't have joint finances. And so I uh, like combining our finances, like was one of the things that really led me to making sure that I started separating the personal and the practice, uh, for her sanity, um, you know, more so than anything, but, uh, you know, it's, it's certainly helped me in my own sanity, uh, around finances as well. And we share this with you because uh, there are a lot of similarities in, in how we run our practice and the experiences that we've had that you all have had. It's just, we deal with a different topic, right? Ours is finances. Yours is, is health and, and medical, um, medical, uh, help with that. Before we move forward, Alex, I bet you anything we've got a couple people listening that might be thinking, okay, why do I need to separate my business from my personal? Yeah. Um, and it, it's something where uh, there are so many different aspects and reasons why, um, why it's important. First and foremost, though, you really have to be able to understand where your practice is at, where, where it's doing well and where it's struggling. And when you commingle your personal and your business finances, it muddies the water quite a bit and it becomes more and more challenging to actually take a look at where it is that uh, money's coming in, where it is that money's going out and, and how successful the practice is versus the things that are done on a, a personal side. So like there's some, some couple relatively easy quick steps that we can, that we're going to jump into here in a couple minutes on how to actually go about separating these things. Yeah. We've had whole episodes around, like you have to understand what your where you're putting your money, where it's coming from and how to leverage your cash flow. You have to know those analytics and I'm not an analytic, like this, this is Alex's job to be the analytic. I think that comes through in our, in our personalities and, <laughs> and, and what we speak into. However, the one thing I've learned is if you don't know your numbers, how are you going to get to where you want to go? Like if you don't know where you're at, how are you going to get to where you want to go? Yeah, it makes it incredibly challenging to, to make decisions. And so what winds up happening is you make decisions based on feel or gut or things of that nature. Um, as opposed to being able to to really dive into it and figure out like, okay, well, let, let's take a look at and see whether that makes sense as opposed to, uh, you know, just saying, oh yeah, of course this makes sense. And there are many other reasons. I mean, some of you might be thinking of selling your practice later on, right? If it's still tied with your personal stuff, it makes it very difficult to show someone that's maybe looking to buy your practice. If it's intertwined with your personal stuff, it doesn't come across very good, which means a lower valuation. So. Again, this episode isn't to talk about why you should do it. The episode is, okay, what are, how do you do it? So we've got three steps for you to take to help you with that transition. And step number one is start with having separate bank accounts and separate credit cards, one for your practice and one for you personally. Yeah, I mean, so so much, of, like when we get started, it is so challenging to uh, think about these things as separate entities. Um, and we, we really need to try and separate it as much as possible and make sure that uh, we've got separate bank accounts, separate credit cards. And even if the, the practice can't go get a, a credit card in the practice's name, 
you know, have a credit card that is in your name, but the only thing that is used for is for practice expenses. And you no longer yep. use your personal credit cards for the practice and you never use that practice credit card for personal expenses. Designate a credit card for the practice and designate a credit card for you personally. That's what that's definitely what I did when I first started. Now, I definitely mingled the two early on, which I shouldn't have done. And I definitely have, you know, we, that went away once I figured that part out. But, you know, early on, you've got to do what you got to do. And we get that. Right? So we're, what we're trying to do is get you, right, like steps to get there. And what you need to do is start by opening up a separate bank account, start by designating a credit card and really try to hold yourself to that. Early on, you might not be able to, but make sure you're aware that you need to get to that spot. Absolutely. And the, the next the next component of that is uh, making sure that you're con consistently paying yourself. Um, again, one of the things that we see fairly constantly is uh, practice owners not paying themselves a paycheck. Um, you know, they, they, they pay themselves when they're able to or when they have funds or the business pays for uh, <clears throat> personal expenses. Again, this winds up digging back into that commingled area. But the, the more that we're able to get to the point where you have a consistent paycheck that you're paying yourself, the easier it becomes then to separate finances and personal um, because they're, they're no longer tied to each other anywhere near as much. Uh, they are they are the same. Yeah, it's right. As business owners, and I get it completely in terms of why you wouldn't pay yourself like one month. Maybe you've taken, you know, you want to put extra money into the practice to do X, Y, or Z, or hire your first employee. Like do several things that that might have you skip a payment to yourself or something like that. And early on, it makes sense. Like we get it. We're not trying to say, hey, stop doing that right away. But when you can get to a point where you have consistent paychecks to yourself and you're and you're building some maybe some savings or assets in the practice, it allows you to really separate you, the business owner and you, the, the person. So that, again, going back to selling the practice or maybe joining with another practice, you really have an understanding of what's going on financially, both personally and business. Yeah, it makes it it makes it. <clears throat> way easier to manage your finances, both uh, professionally and personally. Um, and if you want to have dollars get reinvested back into your practice, great, continue to pay yourself. And if that those dollars, if, if you continue to pay yourself and you want to reinvest back in your practice, then you can uh, like either do a uh, infusion of cash from the personal side into the business you can loan the business money. There, there's a host of different ways to go about doing it. Uh, but by keeping the paychecks consistent, it makes it easier for yourself. It makes it easier for your spouse or partner. Um, it, 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 it makes running it as a business significantly easier and more effective. Um, so you never have to worry about the separation between the two. You bring up conversations with your spouse or your partner and I know we're not relationship. I'm, I'm definitely not um, a relationship guru by any way, shape or form, but I can tell you this from experience. 
when my wife knows what the business finances look like versus our personal side, our conversations are much simpler and easier to have. When they were commingled for a brief period of time, it was difficult to have that conversation because she was constantly questioning a bunch of stuff. And I was trying to remember like, oh yeah, that was for that. Or, you know, right. There was a bunch of pieces there just for sanity and health, right? It's a huge piece to make sure that, you, you know, separate accounts as well as consistent paychecks, because that helps everyone to be happier. 100%. Which talk let's that takes us to step number three here alex and this is this is one that um may shock uh, some of our listeners and it's, it's talking about building assets outside of the practice yeah when it's this is just again it's it's almost kind of a linear natural progression the first thing we need to do is separate the bank accounts and the finances the second thing we need to do is get to the point where we're consistently paying ourselves and then the third thing is once we're consistently paying ourselves, building assets outside of the practice. Um, and the reason why that this is important is because um, if we wind up in a situation where the practice gets in trouble, you know, let's say we, I don't know, have a pandemic um, or like there's a host of other things that that could have uh, that could have happened. Uh, there could be a change in in legislation. There could be a change in insurance payments. There could be a change in in how your practice is structured. There there's a host of different things that could cause um, some issues in in a practice's finances. But by having dollars outside of the practice, it gives us the wherewithal and the ability to withstand some of these shocks without taking down both the personal and the practice at the same time and we get it ultimately you are your your practice um and so if, if you go down the practice is going to suffer if the practice goes down you're going to suffer like yes and we still need to have assets that are not tied directly to the to the practice to the business and we're not stating, by the way, that you should have a bunch of assets outside of your practice or the majority of your assets outside of your practice. All we're trying to preach is balance, right? And and by balance, it doesn't have to be 50-50. It's more of like, hey, let's not tie everything into the practice because stuff occurs, both positive and negative, right? Like 100%. maybe you want to do something else. Maybe you want to be a landlord or, or something else that's on the side. Having that outside the practice enables you to do that, and it doesn't get muddy the water of the practice's uh, cash flow and what all is going on there. And you just you just don't want to go there with that. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, we don't want to wind up in a situation where we've got uh, you know, one business and it's doing two totally separate things. Um, you brought up being a landlord and, and running a practice, and and you should really have those be separated because. Again, it goes back to the conversation that we were having earlier around being able to know and understand what's going on in your practice. And if you've got multiple businesses, it, it just becomes that much more challenging to see exactly what's going well, what's struggling, um, where the profit is coming from, where the, the expenses are going to. Um, and so by separating it out, oh, so if you've got multiple practices or multiple businesses um, separate it out and make sure that you've got, you know, bank accounts for each entity. Absolutely. 
So the three takeaways or action items on how to separate your practices finances from your personal finances. Step number one, have separate bank accounts, separate credit cards, one for personal, one for the practice. Step number two, consist, consistent paychecks to yourself as, as quickly as, as possible. And then step number three, building some sort of asset outside of the practice. This will enable doing these three enables everything we've been talking about balance it enables flexibility it might enable some maybe unity or some uh, harmony between you and your spouse <laughs> and that's a that's a big word for me harmony I don't use that word that came out of the blue Alex is laughing at me right now but uh, three important pieces we understand it's not going to happen tomorrow um, for those of you who are just starting a practice, right? We understand this isn't gonna happen maybe even this year, but build towards this. We promise it will help you in the long run. Which takes us to the question of the day, Mr. Collins. Yeah, the question of the day is asking the question, where, what have you done to separate your business finances from your personal finances? You know, how, how are you running your practice finances versus your, your personal? Um, you know, we, we're curious to hear what are the things, what are the steps you've taken? What are the things that you've done? So please uh, head on over to the website, uh, you know, provide us some feedback, let us know what you thought of, of the topic, uh, let us know what you're doing. And if there's a topic that you wanna hear Ryan and I dive into and discuss, let us know. We're, we're here to be a resource for you guys. And, and so we've gotten a few topics through that, uh, through that mechanism, but we're looking for, for more feedback from you as to what you guys would like to hear um, here addressed. And we're not looking for you guys to, to give us the entire thing. Just, hey, what's a topic that uh, that you want to know or learn more about? As always, we appreciate you all listening. We hope we brought some value today. Uh, we've had substantial growth with, with our podcast, and I think a lot of this is due to you all sharing these episodes. Um, and giving us some some ratings. So please, uh, well, thank you for that. And absolutely, keep, keep sharing it, right? This is a, meant to be a resource for you. And we're so happy that uh, this is really kind of taken off the ground and, and now it's really running and we appreciate that. So thank you again. Uh, have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, Mr. Collins. Make it a great day. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or quantified financial partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ 333 Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, Membra, Membra, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York.
Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or a subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Number 2020-108-915, Exploration 09.